0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening. Welcome uh, to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, uh, Muhammad Zain Majid. And let me tell you, immediately the lines are open on 47913. So whatever questions you have for Mufti Abdul Qadil Hussein, you're more than welcome to send that through right now to 47913. On the line, answering all of your questions, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadil Hussein, all the way in Pretoria this evening. Assalamu alaikum Mufti.
1: <laughs> nice and cold yeah in Victoria but Alhamdulillah everything is fine
0: yeah I believe uh, because we had a uh, quite a cold uh, week uh, rainy and they say it moved all up north moved it to your side of the wall
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so this morning and this evening now the wind also is blowing and we can feel now winter is very near inshallah Alhamdulillah
0: well uh, to the listeners once again uh, you're more than welcome to send us your questions via the SMN line on uh, the number 47913 so whatever questions you have we send it through to 47913 and going straight into our very first question and a common question that we often have it says Mufti um, my husband has given me one talaq but he says he will not give me a cent is he not supposed to nafaka me while I'm
1: still under aida Nahmaduhu wa ala amma bad. all praise due to almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa where the husband gave his wife one talaq then the nafaqah maintenance, there's consensus among the scholars, Shafi's, Hanafi's, Hanbali's, Maliki's, that he, the husband, has to maintain his wife in that instance there because he has the right of return as well. So therefore, for him to neglect his duty and not pay anything to his wife, you, the wife, can go to court and impose it upon him that he has to maintain you for this iddud period.
0: She can indeed. the next uh, question, Mufti. It says, my husband is not a bad person. Um, however, he's taken me on holiday overseas twice already. However, we would like, I would like to go for Umrah. But he says, we are still young. We can enjoy ourselves and our time will come. Please give some advice of how I can convince him to take this beautiful journey, Mufti.
1: May Almighty Allah give your, give your husband the true understanding of Islam. The way he is portraying the picture, if you want enjoyment, then you have to go to the east or the west. And if you want or no enjoyment, then you go to Baytullah at Bakka Mukarramah, Medina Munawwara. Brother, your understanding is totally unacceptable. So what you need to do, sister, is in the confines of your home, start ta'alim, take the book, for Zail hajj, and so forth. And start reading it, and Fazale Umrah and all these type of books that are written by Muhammad Zakaria Sheikhul Adis, Nawal Allam, other ulama, and Riyadu Salihin, and all these type of books. You create the environment there and now Ramadan coming. Read Surah Two, Surah Baqarah, verse one twenty eight. Wa oh arina manasikana wa tubalina. O Allah, you show us the places of Hajj and Umrah, Makkah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, and forgive us in Rahim. Indeed, O oh Allah, you are all forgiving, very merciful. So brother, then you will understand the true enjoyment. So inshallah, you continue making dua start. In your house, and inshallah, Almighty Allah will take us all to the Haramain Sharifain, and that is the two holy places, Makkah Mukarramah and Medina
0: I mean, inshallah. Shikha Mufti, uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, the program being QA uh, on 91.3 FM, and you can send us your questions via the SMS line. Simply type out your question and send it off to 47913. Mufti, can Mufti please explain if the father refuses to be the wife? because he don't like the boy, but the rest of the family does, can her brother or uncle be the Wali?
1: Yeah, it is a two-part question. One is the father is giving permission that his daughter can marry that particular boy, but he doesn't like his style, or he doesn't like certain things of his, but he is giving permission. Then in that case, the father's brother, he can become the Wali and so forth. Because Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Al-ammu sinu abi, that the father's brother, the paternal uncle, takes the place of the father. So then that case, there make him the uncle, the wali, and then we find. But if the father means he doesn't like the boy, meaning his future son-in-law, and he means he's not giving permission at all, then remember that nikah will be null and void, and that is the verdict of the Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanbalis, because Mustafa sallallahu said, and the hadith is in Kirmidhi, Abu Dawood, La nikah illa bi waliyin, nikah itself will not be valid when there is no consent and permission from the wali, and the biggest wali and guardian is the father of that lady getting married.
0: Now can Mufti please advise whether it is permissible to perform salah with gloves on as I see more and more people doing this?
1: MashaAllah Kaip what coat, you know. So when Cape Town is getting colder and colder, now the people want to reach Salat with gloves, male and female, totally permissible, there's no problem with that. The only time you don't wear gloves, oh ladies, and the men will not wear gloves and so forth is when they in ihram. Because Nabi alayhi salatu salam said The hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So, if you are in Ihram, Umrah time, Hajj time, then you can't wear gloves. But any other time you want to wear gloves, totally permissible, no problem.
0: Now, Mufti, what does a wife do regarding a husband that masturbates? She never refuses intimacy with him, but she always does it.
1: Remember, the husband is guilty of a major son. Open Surah 23, Surah Mu'minun, verses 5, 6, and 7. All my Allah Allah speaks about fulfilling the conjugal rights. That they are supposed to protect their private parts. Yes, you fulfill your lust and desires with your wives, so that is very good, is permissible, desirable, encouraged. You are married, you got your wife, your wife never ever refused you relationship and intimacy, and yet you go and masturbate her husband, for ulaikamul adun, they are the people who went beyond the limits. Imam Shafi'i used the same verse and said, al-istimna'u haramun, masturbation is not permissible. So, brother, your example is water is there, but you want to make the yamum. so obviously you got the wrong end of the miswak and the stick, brother. Your wife is available for what you want to go do, masturbation. So definitely you need to make dua. Allahumma hassin farji. Oh Allah, protect my private part. Allahumma hassin farji. So in that way, inshallah, you leave this bad habit.
0: Your dial is on 91.3 FM and of course uh, the program being Q&A, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein answering your questions. Keep it coming to 47913. Now Mufti, what do you do in the case where parents don't care for their children, abandon them because Islam says, love parents of Allah, have mercy on them for they cared for me when I was young. In my case, they don't care about me. I'm left to look after my siblings because they don't want to. uh, They're living their own lives no financial help nuts, uh, whatsoever and the presence is neither here which is much more important Mufti,
1: obviously in a case where the parents don't care for the children or the children don't care for the parents whichever way it is is a major major sin for the parents, all might Allah, states, Ya ayu alladheena amanu, ku anfusakum wa nara. Surah 66 verse 6. Oh, you who believe that you must save yourself and your children from the fire, so it is the duty of the parents to nurture and instill good manners and morals and so forth within the children. You children, remember you can never ever replace your parents and therefore it is incumbent and imperative compulsive upon you that you must respect your parents you must help them financially when they don't have enough means and so forth and you are not doing them a favor it is an obligation and a duty and you need to worry about their welfare remember in life everything is replaceable but parents are not replaceable therefore mustafa Nabi Muhammad wasalam, said Kullu in anu wa in it is a pre- of Allah that every sin Allah forgives or punishes the person except when you are disobedient rebellious against your parents all might Allah will punish that son that daughter in this worldly life before death overtakes them the hadith in Behaki and Mishkat so make peace with your father mother or sons or daughters otherwise your Ramadan about it, everything does not mean much.
0: Shikam Mufti, now our next question it says, uh, Mufti, I'd like to know uh, when a person comes across uh, where the different ajizah is all separated in a box, it's all separate, uh, must that person still have wudu if you want to recite it?
1: Remember that today you get Quran Sharif that they are 30 Jews together, oh, you get them one-one Jews, so all that is still Qur'an. So any Jews you're going to touch, remember, you must have, you must have hudu, because the Qur'an itself teaches us, None can touch the Qur'an, Kareem, except people in a state of hudu. So even if it is one-one-one-one in 30 parts, yes, we require hudu, and that is compulsory.
0: Now, Mufti, I am Hanafi in a predominantly Shafi Masjid. Can I lift my hands in kunut for Fajr and uh, Fridays during Khutbah?
1: For note: if you raise your hands, there's no problem with that. That's totally permissible. Although the Hanafi say if you leave it on the side, it is better. But if you raise your hands, there's no problem. When the Imam is rendering the Arabic khutbah and then is making dua, Allah Mansuril Islam, or Muslimin, Oh Allah, have the Muslims wherever they are and so forth, all the duas they make. And you say, Amin, Ameen, but you say it in your mind. So that is permissible. There is no problem. So Hanafi say you must not raise your voice or move your lips. In your mind you say it, that's fine, there's no problem with it.
0: A lady says on the SMS line, Mufti, I'm five months pregnant. Do I need to keep my fast or can I pay my days in afterwards?
1: Remember, sister, yeah, there is no general rule. Every individual circumstances are different. You are five months pregnant, sister. Read Surah 3, verse 38. O Allah, grant me, pious, good offspring, verily you are the one who listens to the Dua, Surah 3, verse 38. Now, you must judge yourself, consult your gynecologist, the doctor, that if you fast, will it be harmful to you, to your unborn baby, the fetus? Only you are the judge of that. If you're going to cause yourself harm or the unborn baby, that is better you don't fast now, and you must keep the qada afterwards. But if you feel, no, I can manage, or maybe one day mm-hmm. I fast, one day I don't fast. So whatever is easy for you, sister, that is what you must do. Sure,
0: indeed, uh, Mufti. Keep those questions coming in via the SMS line on the number four seven nine one three, and remember, SMSs are charged at one hundred and fifty. Next question, Mufti. It says, "My husband accuses me of sleeping with my boss, and I swear by Allah that this is not true." I've said to him, "May Allah hear the plea of a woman." We get a uh, advice from Mufti for this lady after this. <laughs> Welcome back. We continue now with Q&A on 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, the voice of the cape. And uh, keep those SMSs coming uh, on 47913. Very simple. You type out your question and you send it off to 47913. Now, the question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, Mufti, my husband accuses me of sleeping with my boss, and I swear by Allah, this is not true. I've said to him, may Allah hear the plea of a woman. Mufti?
1: Remember, Brother, what you are doing is absolutely haram accusing your husband of adult, uh, accusing your wife of adultery. Remember Quran Karim tells us about this. al those men who accuse that certain women who are chaste and they tell them that they have committed adultery or so forth fornication And then they cannot produce four male witnesses. They must be whipped and lashed, 80 lashes. And then their testimony and evidence for future will not be accepted. And the ayat goes on. Nevertheless, brother, you are guilty of a major, major sin, and this is your wife, and you are speaking to her like this without any evidence. So, you, sister, you are crying because you know you are innocent, and your husband is now tarnishing your reputation. So, when you cry, Mustafa wa sallam, said the hadith in Mustafa Ahmad, Beware and watch out for the dua and the bad dua, the bad dua of the oppressed person. Allah Hijab, between the oppressed person and Almighty Allah there is no hijab, no veil, no curtain. Meaning the dua gets almost immediately accepted. So remember when she makes dua against you, you will get destroyed. You need to apologize mm-hmm. to her. You need to make sincere tawbah. We don't have that authority here to give you the eighty lashes and so forth. So make sincere tawbah and really apologize to your wife. You cannot be just making this type of wild accusations.
0: Now Mufti, is it necessary to give off my money or the bank card to my wife? We both work and I feel that she should spend her money and I will see to my duties as the provider. But I can't because she have the card and I can't even give something to my parents. Mufti, as the boss?
1: Now, that is the question. So, brother, what you need to do is you provide the shelter, you provide the food, you provide the water lights, you have to pay the telephone and the clothing, education for the children, all that is your responsibility. Now, beyond that, if your wife wants to buy extra shoes, extra clothing, all that, then she must buy that from her personal money. But the basics, you have to provide for everything there. And now the card story, remember, you must keep your card and you are in charge. Charge of that, and she must keep her card, and she will be in charge of that. Not that she takes her card and your card, and ye had naxne. So remember that now she's gone over the limit also. So you must remember that it is a, a, a thing that both of you amicably you'll need to come to some mutual agreement. <laughs>
0: Shikam Mufti, uh, next question says, I'm 16 years old. I lived with my father last year and I had a falling out with my father's wife. I want to make things right. I tried writing uh, uh, a letter and forgiveness as well as my father's. I want this Ramadan to start with my father and I, uh, to be closer than last year. He never responded to my letter. I don't know what else to do. He's very cold to me and very distant. Can Mufti, please give me some advice.
1: Allah, your starting point is very good that you want to reconcile with your father and the stepmother so maybe what you did or what you told them really hurt them so best is you go there, discuss it with them, and tell them you have come here to apologize, and if you feel that maybe he will assault you or snub you or sway you, then take one sheikh or one imam with you, and then they can explain to your honorable father the month of Ramadan is coming, let us now soften our hearts, let us reconcile, let us forgive one another. Allah The more we forgive others, then all will forgive us more and more. So that is a tactic you should use, but you must be sincere, that really you want to reconcile with your beloved father and your stepmother as well.
0: Mufti, the lady who's five months pregnant, if she decides not to fast and she will then pay in a days later, does she still have to pay fidya during Ramadan?
1: It just depends, according to the Shafi'i school, if there's fear for yourself, and you keep qada then it's qada only if it is fear for the baby then you will keep qada and you will pay fidya as well
0: she can move in this question i became muslim and married a muslim man what is the rule around a christian female marrying a muslim man without converting
1: remember for a muslim male to marry a christian lady or jewish lady that is not permissible. And if you want a reference of this, open Sheikh Yusuf Karadawi's Fatawa kitab, Fatawa al-Muhasara. And even he, although he is very liberal on many issues, he said it is not permissible. For those of you who know Arabic, you see that fatwa. For those of you who know Urdu, then see Jawahir ul by Mufti Muhammad Shafi sahib who was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, Rahimullah. So remember, I give you advice, brother. you want to get married to the Jewish lady or Christian lady? I ask you three questions. Imagine that she will bring wine and swine in your house. How can you accept that? Number two, after one year, two years, she gives birth to your son, your daughter. Which religion you think that wife of yours, the mother of your children or child will teach the children? Number three is, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, in his time already, he wrote a letter to Mughira bin Shubha, Huzayfa bin Yaman radiallahu anhu, and told them, you married to Jewish lady, Christian lady, divorce them. If you're going to allow all this wholesale, what will happen to our Muslim ladies? So therefore, it is not permissible for a Muslim male to marry a Christian or Jewish lady without her converting. She must convert first, become a Muslimah, and then only can you marry her.
0: Shukran Mufti, is a non-Muslim allowed to touch the Quran, the Quran?
1: If a non-Muslim is interested in Islam and so forth, give that male or female some literature regarding Islam, if they show more interest, then they say, give me the Quran, then give them the translation in English, or Afrikaans, or Zulu, whichever language that person understands, and explain to them the adab and the etiquettes. They can't take that Quran to the toilet and bathroom and these kind of places. Then in that case, to give them the Quran will be permissible, where you see superficially, outwardly, this person is really interested. But you can't just go to a township or a town or a place, a location, or wherever ever and just that distributing the quran translation to all in sundry that definitely
0: is not permissible she can indeed keep those questions coming via the sms line 47913 if you just tune in the program q a on the voice of the cape 91.3 fm now mufti i have a husband that embraced islam i'm married for 10 years he has no interest in learning islam and refuses for me to go to dhikr etc as he feels i'm going to socialize how do i get the message across the him as he doesn't see it from my point of view
1: remember you need to speak to your local imams or shuyukh and my imams their honorable ulama and tell them to speak to your husband he embraced islam ten years have passed he must learn all the basics of islam and he can't say no i what i know is enough and so forth no remember that once a person became muslim he must have that zeal that enthusiasm that he wants to learn more and more therefore when we read the entire quran sharif only one place we find nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the master mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is commanded cool say oh mustafa sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, rabbi zidni ilma oh my beloved allah increase me in knowledge so it shows the importance of knowledge therefore we have to ask allah for more and more so he must make an effort and attempt yes if it tells you not to go to the masjid or zikr so fine with that but at least you learn something and not to just pass judgment on your wife and so forth and whatever you can teach him you must teach him get books and so forth so he must start learning he this living like that is not acceptable in Islam.
0: Sheikh Mufti, now Mufti, uh, next SMS is Sheikh Mufti, please give the hadith of a wife that tempts her husband to divorce her.
1: Remember, Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, al Muntaziat al-mukhtaliyat, hunna munafiqat Those ladies who demand, "Give me talaq give me talaq and all that. They are the munafikin and the hypocrites, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. Another hadith, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Any woman who begs and demands and requests from her husband, a divorce, divorce, without justified reasons so never mind jannah even the fragrance of jannah becomes haram upon her look at it this way my dear sister islam wants to make your marriage work but you want your marriage to fail so as far as possible you stay in the marriage was sulhu khair quran kareem states reconciliation is the best only as a last last resort where it becomes unbearable untenable then only should you go for divorce but not for petty petty issues
0: the question says i was born out of wedlock can my brothers and sisters be my heirs?"
1: remember that when you say you were born out of wedlock then your lineage goes to your mother so in that case there if your brothers sisters are from the same mother. Then remember, you will inherit because what will happen in a case like this is that you are akhun li ummin, ukhtun li ummin. You are half brother, half sister from the mother's side. So if your mother passes away, you inherit, and your brothers sisters inherit. And if you pass away, your mother will inherit one sixth, and remember, your brothers sisters will inherit one third. So they will inherit the one third equally. The Quran Kareem states, "For inkanu akhramin for whom so yes
0: they will inherit from you my son of 40 years has just been diagnosed with colon cancer he refuses all treatment Uh, he puts his trust fully in the creator as his mother i'm satisfied what is uh, Mufti's view on this
1: remember that yeah there are three situations He is 40 years old, and now he is diagnosed with cancer, and he doesn't want to take any treatment, anything. He says, no, leave the matter to all material If a person's iman is so strong, and he does that, and there's no complaining when the pain comes and all that, and then we will say it's permissible. But for us ordinary people and mortals, remember we will tell them that no you rather go for the treatment because we are living in darul azbab in the world and in this world we should use the means at our disposal and then you leave the results in the hands of allah that is the cool. use the means and leave the result in the hands of almighty allah so my advice to brother will be that no, brother, that you should go and undertake the medication and all this type of thing in Cape Town. You have wonderful hospitals <coughs> there and so forth, Schutterskier and I don't know what and what. So therefore, my advice: you should rather take the treatment. Third one, you as a mother, you feel fine. Whatever your son is decided, is fine. You should tell your son and read Surah 46, verse 15. Surah 46, verse 15. Wa aslihi fi zuriyatih. Oh, my beloved Allah, you bring about reform, goodness, good health in my children. So, as a mother, make that du'a. And for all of us, the esteemed listeners of the mm-hmm. Voice of the Cape, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi taught us this type of du'a. Learn it. Mention in Sunan Nasai. Allahumma inni Bika min asqam. oh my beloved Allah, I seek your protection from dreaded diseases, terrible illness and sickness. Allahumma inni Bika min May Almighty Allah give the brother shifaikam.
0: Amin, Amin inshallah. Then we've got a 11 year old at SMSS saying, I'm 11 and I'm in the Quran. If I recite a surah, from my memory, do I still need to have wudu, Mufti?
1: MashaAllah, my young brother, my young sister, 11 years old, that's what we want. We want you youngsters to be active, mashaAllah. So you read the Quran Sharif by memory, certain surahs, you're 11 years old. Uh, for that recitation, you don't need wudu, young son, young daughter. When you touch the noble Quran, then only you require wudu.
0: Mufti, is it permissible for a lady who is under Iddah to take out a protection order against uh, her husband to prevent him from his house and to prevent the possibility of reconciliation with her?
1: Remember that where the husband divorced his wife and the wife is in Iddah, And the wife knows that if the husband comes near her, then he will try and molest her, or he will try and assault her, and do some nonsense like that, then for her to take out the protection order will be permissible, and so forth. But if the husband only gave one Talaq al and now he can still take his wife back, and he never assaulted her or anything in the past, then for the wife to take out the protection order order will not be permissible in that case.
0: Mufti, what does the Quran say about Nikab? About
1: what's the question?
0: Nikab, Mufti. Nikab. Ah,
1: Nikab, Nikab, right. Almighty Allah, Allah tells us in Surah 33, verse 59, Surah 33 is Surah Ahzab, verse 59, to understand the Quran Sharif, we need to understand Sababun Nuzul. The reason why certain verses were revealed also. Amir al said, Umar radiallahu ta'ala he used to walk with Nabi alayhi salam many times. Sometimes they were there by the Baytullah. Ya Rasulullah, why don't we read Salat behind Maqam Ibrahim? No, I have to wait for Wahi. Revelation Mustafa sallallahu said, Oh, Almighty Allah revealed the verse, min maqam Ibrahim Allah. Read Salat there. Sayyidina Omar said, Ya Rasulullah, your honorable wives, Quran says, وَأَزْوَاجِهُ أُمَّهَاتُهُمْ That they are the mothers of this ummah, but we can see their faces, we can see all that. Tell them they must cover up. So all Mighty Allah revealed the verse. Surah 33, verse 59, Ya you and nabi O Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam." Tell your beloved wives, the beloved daughters, the believing men, their women, so the believing woman means our mothers, daughters, wives and so forth, they must wear the jilbab. So you see what the Sahaba, all of them say, that it means covering the face as well. So therefore, to cover the face, that is also compulsory, and we can't say we leave the face open so everybody can see that. That definitely is not what Islam teaches.
0: And then a good SMS that came through, says, just want to say shukran for a nice program. Allah must reward you. And I also want to say I was under Ida for a month, and the Habi and I made up, mashallah.
1: Masha'Allah, sister, we're happy that you love the program. You make dua for us and Brother Muhammad Zain, Masha'Allah, he makes the program. I just answer, Masha'Allah. <laughs> he asks all the difficult Googlies, you know. And Masha'Allah, we with Allah's help you answer it. And I'm so happy you and your husband made up. And now you continue making du'a muni So you'll read surah 25, verse 74. And read ya wadudu, ya wadudu a lot. And tell your hubby tonight, tomorrow, inshallah, i give you a nice gift also.
0: <laughs> well, next question, Mufti. Can a person recite all three calls in one rakat of your farz salah?
1: Yes, it's totally permissible. You are going to read now your Isha Salat. So now the Imam is reading, or you're reading on your own, and you read the three kuls there in your first salat. You read, for example, Kul Kafirun, then you read Kul then you read Kul Awud in one rakat, and then in the second rakat you read Kul Awud B'Rabbin Nas, so all that is fine, there's no problem with it.
0: The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, keep those questions coming via the SMS line on the number 47913, that's 47913 SMS charge at 150 In this question it says did our beloved Prophet Muhammad wa sallam, also know Urdu we'll give you answer after this <music> welcome back we continue now with Q&A on 91.3 FM a question we posed Mufti before the break it says Mufti did our beloved Prophet Muhammad wa sallam, also know Urdu
1: Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in the Noble Qur'an, "Wa ma arsalna min Rasulin Illa Bilisanikh, we send the prophets and messengers and they knew the language of the people. So the language Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke was only Arabic. Urdu, all that is now in India, Pakistan, and those countries. No, Nabi alayhi salatu salam would not speak Urdu. Uh,
0: Mufti, is zakat, uh, is it part of the pillar of Islam, and can Mufti please explain more about zakat, because I don't have saved money, and how does that apply to me, the person of
1: In Islam, all my Allah tells us, in various places, wa'atu zakat. It means that when you have the means, then you pay the zakat zakat has got two meanings one is purification so when we pay our zakat we purify our wealth we purify our hearts because a human being a normal human being it's innate inborn in human being the love for wealth now we as muslims we take that two and a half percent wealth and we give it out to the poor muslim and we empower them for the pleasure and the love of all Allah. And the second meaning of Zakat is growth. So the more we spend on people and poor Muslims, the more Allah will let our wealth grow and grow. And you ask any person who's giving out his Zakat every year, annually, once a year, he can give it out sum or stagger it over the weeks and months. So you will see that the wealth of that person is growing. So my brother, if you don't have the means, then remember there's no sin upon you. It's like Hajj. So Hajj is compulsory if you have the means. Uh, Zakat is compulsory if you have the wealth. If you don't have the wealth, then it is waived off and there's no sun upon
0: you. Mufti, the person also said, I saw now the other part of the SMS, that if he saves up money for Hajj, does he have to give Zakat on that money?
1: Excellent question. All the brothers and sisters who are going for Hajj, you got that 50,000 rent for you, 50,000 rent for your wife, 100,000, and you still have not paid it to the agent, then remember, zakat the is compulsory, so you got 100,000, 2,5% is compulsory, so half the amount from the wife, half the amount from the husband, for example, so you pay the 2,500 rent, and that will be the zakat that is compulsory, so we must remember that zakat, the money that we have saved to
0: go for hajj on that money also zakat is compulsory due to sugar and cholesterol I don't uh, have a strong uh, a manhood I can call it that can I please my wife by masturbating her
1: Remember that in a case like that where you're lost in desire and you feel you can't fulfill the desires of your wife in a conventional, normal way. So we will tell you, brother, that you should go for treatment and so forth. You know, they got all these clinics and so forth or hakim and doctors and so forth. And still nothing happens, then inshallah that if you use, you know, your finger or whatever and all these type of things to masturbate your wife and all that, it will be permissible as a last resort. But you should not give up hope. Try the alternative methods and so forth. And, inshallah, a lot of dates, a lot of peanuts, then, inshallah, you'll be firing on all cylinders.
0: Shikha, Mufti. Now, Mufti, I'm a woman, and I leave home in the morning between uh, 25 past and 6.30. What do I do in the case of Fajr? I am, am I allowed to start five or ten minutes earlier? If, and if I can get the, the correct time, Mufti, uh, Fajr is currently at uh, 6.23.
1: If Fajr is currently 6.23 and you have to leave by 6.30, so as soon as time enters, you read your Fajr Salat, sister, and then you go to work. Now you can't go read before the time enters. You can't go read at 6.15 or, for example, 6.10 or so. So wait for the time to enter and then you read. Otherwise, what you will do is this. They try and leave earlier, and when you reach your workplace, and it's still before sunrise, then you read your Salat there at the, at the place where you are working and so forth.
0: Mufti, I have a friend at work. She and the whole family, including parents, does not perform Salat. I explained the arkans of Islam today. I make dua daily. Sometimes she goes with, uh, but just watches me. How do I encourage her to make salah?
1: Remember that you will have to start some ta'aleem in your house and take the works like Riyadhu Salihin and so forth, the Hadith Kitab or the Faza'il works and start teaching the person the importance of Salat. And then remember Salat is compulsory upon every Muslim male and female who is sane and mature. There's no excuse. If a person does not read Salat and then they die, listen to what Quran says. Ma salakakum fi saqar. What made you walk straight into the hellfire and Jahannam? First answer they will give, qalu al musallin. They will say, We never read salat. So, brother, sister, each Muslim person, wherever we are, five times daily salat, we have to read on time.
0: Mufti, what is Rukia and is it permissible? Can one apply the element of jinn catching?
1: Here yeah, there are three different issues. Issue number one is read the last three quls. قُلْ وَاللَّهُ وَحْدٌ قُلْ أَلَمْ بِفَلَكٍ قُلْ أَلْمِ بِبِنَاسٍ blow on your read it and blow on yourself. Read ayatul kursi and then blow on yourself. Read surah fatiha seven times. Alhamdulillah, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, blow on yourself. That is rukya. So 100% is permissible. It's sunnah, highly encouraged. Number two. Is today you find people moving around from town to town, city to city, and they, this is a, it's a gimmick, it's a money making gimmick, this. So you must remember there's no need to go to these people, and remember they will tell you this and that. They just put more ideas and negative thoughts in your mind. You do it yourself. They can't read Ayatollah Kursi better than you, they can't read the course better than you. So why must you go to them? All this gin catching story is another gimmick, also. So remember, Stay far away from these people there, irrespective of whether they come from India, Pakistan, or they come from Arab countries. Me, I'm dead against this. These are again money making gimmick stories.
0: Shikran Mufti, uh, next question it uh, says uh, Shikran for the educational show What is the ruling on women wearing pants? Welcome back. We're in the last few minutes of our program Q&A on The Voice of the Cape. Uh, The question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, Shikran, for the educational show, what is the ruling on women wearing pants, Mufti?
1: For women to wear pants is a very, very good sign. It's a sign of haya, shame, and modesty. However, one word of caution, my dear sisters, and that is the <coughs> pen that you wear it should not be tight, tight. You must remember it should be loose so that it does not show the shape and the curves and all those things. So that is what Islam teaches us. Just look at this one verse, my dear sisters, where Nabi Shu'aib, alayhi salatu salam's daughter, had to go and call. Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu salam, because he assisted them. All Allah teaches us, فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا Allah praised her the way she walked with so much haya, shame and modesty, so not exposing any curves and parts and so forth. So that is what we need to do to cover ourselves and even the style of walking is not that we are shaping you know exposing the shape and the curves and so forth.
0: Shekin, our final question for this evening, Mufti says Mufti I have indulged in gay acts what can i do to have allah forgive me and strengthen my iman to get rid of this urges
1: first and foremost brother i salute you for being so honest that you admitted that you are gay and you had affairs and so forth so if you want to solve a problem you have to be honest so that's first thing second thing brother look at the quran itself allah is speaking to us Almighty t- Allah is not addressing the Prophets here. Almighty t- Allah is not addressing the awliyaullah. Almighty t- Allah Jalla is addressing people like you and me. People who are sinners. And then Almighty t- Allah states, Those of my servants, you are my servants. You went beyond the limits you did things that i made totally haram whether it was gay business whether it was fornication adultery la taqnatoo min rahmatillah Never lose hope in the mercy of all, Allah. inna Allah. Verily, all, maithya Allah forgives all the sins. Inna hu huwal Indeed, all, maithya Allah is of forgiving, very merciful. Surah 39, Surah Zumar, verse 53. Surah chapter 39, verse 53. So look at that verse, brother. Go on your musalla. Go and read to Rakat Salat, go into Sazda, cry to Almighty Allah. Ya Allah, I did all this. I admit, I confess, I am a major sinner. But I also know that you are arhamur rahimin. You are the most merciful one to show mercy. Forgive me, Ya Allah. And you need to sever all ties with all these gay people and gay brigade. And remember to see whether you are sincere or not, my dear brother. Ya, your aladina amanu. Tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. O you who believe make such a tawbah and repent, that is Tawbah al Surah 66, verse number 8, all that Allah taught us, Amirul al said, that Omar radiallahu anhu was asked, what is Tawbah al-Nasuhah? So he said, Nasuha means such a tawbah, that when you milk the cow, the she-camel, do you see the milk going back to the animal? They said, no. So we don't go back to those vices and evil and devilish activities. So you sever all ties. Almighty Allah will forgive you, forgive all of us if we sincerely repent and make Tawbah brother.
0: Shukran indeed. Mufti and shukran to each and everyone for sending in the questions. Unfortunately, there's still a few questions left, but uh, and we don't have the time to deal with those questions. We've got Three minutes left uh, for some beautiful nasiqa,
1: Mufti. Rahim. As- my dear brother, sister. Now we have few weeks, a few days rather, left for the month of Ramadan. So what should we be reading from now till Ramadan? Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan. Oh, all Allah, You save me, protect me for Ramadan. No accidents, no mishap, have no kidnapping, hijacking. وسلم رمضان لي Oh Allah, you protect and save Ramadan for me. We don't get involved in controversies regarding the moon and all that. وَسَلِّمْهُ li مُتَقَبَّلًا Oh Almighty Allah, you protect and save Ramadan for me. Whatever good deeds, actions I will do, you accept it. The hadith in Kanzul Umar and Tabarani. So read the dua abundantly. barikna fi Shaban. wa وَبَلِّغْنَا Ramadan. Oh Almighty Allah, grant us barakat during these remaining days of Shaban, and spare us for another Ramadan, O beloved Allah. O Muslim, what is the meaning of Ramadan? It means to burn the sins. So let us start burning the sins from now. It is the month of Shahrul. al it is the month of the Qaris. they preparing, polishing up their Quran Kareem because they know they have to perform Tarawih. So, all of us, let us start the Tilawat. Let us start the good deeds. Let us keep the Qaza fast that are outstanding of last year, previous years. So, that is the true preparation. So, may Almighty Allah make us of those that we will read Quran abundantly. Fasting in Ramadan is a duty and Tilawatul Quran is the duty of Ramadan. Al-Imamul Shafi'i, Rahimamullah, in one Ramadan used to complete the Quran Sharif 61 times during the day one Quran Sharif during the night one Quran Sharif and on the imams during tarawih complete may all might Allah give us the tawfiq, we are not Imam Shafi we are ordinary mortals so these were giants and genius so may mm. all might Allah give us that inspiration to do some good deeds inshallah where we are becoming an asset to humanity barakallahu feekum brother Muhammad Zain all the esteemed listeners the Voice of the Cape make dua for the sinner as well Shukran Jazeelan, barakallah
0: assalamu alaikum Before Mufti goes, we know that Mufti will be travelling, inshallah, for the month of Ramadan, which will be uh, next week. Usually, we start travelling. Allah make it easy for you and protect you and bring you all safe uh, in one place, inshallah, one piece, inshallah.
1: Inshallah, get me through. No wife, no life. Shukran Mufti al-Qibba.
0: Assalamu alaikum. Wa <laughs> wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein And shukran again for tuning in and uh, for especially for those uh, that were sending in their questions uh, this evening. Up next, Mr. Shafiq Sadiq with uh, Salah Queries. From myself, Muhammad Zain. Until the next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.